Hello, welcome to this week's edition of the Africa Climate Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Sophie Mbogwa. We're still exploring climate solutions being implemented to help adapt and mitigate against further effects of climate change in Africa. The last two weeks, we discussed the importance of indigenous knowledge and how it is improving access to weather information in Eastern and Southern Africa. This week... Strathmore University, located about five kilometers away from the Nairobi city center, installed a 600 megawatt solar project to cut down on escalating power bills in 2014. Now they're producing enough for their use and selling the surplus to the national utility. I talked to Professor Pereira da Silva, a professor at the Strathmore University and the Deputy Vice Chancellor, Research and Innovation. Here's what he had to say about why he went solar. What do you normally do when you have uh, an account with the Kenya Power? It's like you are renting a house. Every end of month you pay Kenya Power and, and again you begin consuming and every end of month you pay again. So it's like you're renting. You never own that uh, house you are living as it were in the comparison with the, with the rent. Now, I felt that here Given our demand profile that we are mostly using power during the day, I could go solar without having to buy batteries and use costly batteries at night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I said, okay, we could actually go solar, make an investment, and with the savings of not having to buy power from Kenya Power, I can service that loan Hmm? And once I finish servicing the loan, I have my power system and I have then free electricity. So the difference between renting a house and going into a, uh, a lease agreement. In the, in the case of the lease agreement, you are actually every month paying something to someone but you are reducing the principal in, uh, capital and that are at the end of, say, a couple of years or 10 years, you finish. And when you finish, this system is yours. So you are now having electricity for free until the end of the, the technical life of this thing. Sounds very nice. With one problem, where do I get the $1 million to invest in this thing? Because, you know, all of us have problems of cash flow. You know, you need to pay <laughs> the, the salaries and the staff. So there are a number of uh, institutions, development agencies willing to give you a green line of credit. If you are going to invest in solar or wind or biomass or small hydro or energy efficiency in your industry, they can give you money at very sweet conditions, okay? In this case, for instance, we got our $1.2 million uh, mortgage at 4% per year interest. 10 years to pay back, uh, pay back the, the payback period and one year of grace, grace period. So I got the money from Copbank. Actually, this money came from the um, French government. AFD, they had a program called SunRef. 
So we got it from there. We did the feasibility. Went to to the to them. They approved the feasibility. Went to the bank. We got the money. Of course, we had to have collaterals. But uh, Cop Bank, we are clients already. We've been working with them, so it was very easy. So we got the money. We put it here, and we began now servicing the loan. This system was installed in 2014. So, and then of course the principal goes reducing, you already begin profiting. Yeah, if you see a graphic of the uh, cumulative uh, profit from this thing, it keeps growing, growing, growing. Eventually you cross the, the, the zero line where then you, you finish paying your loan and now you begin getting money, 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 money. At, uh, up to the end, which we consider 25 years, yeah? we are going to make some some savings worth six six point five million dollar for, for the lifespan of the, the of this thing and, and what's its lifespan we consider 25 years but it may last longer because uh, when you go to to germany and um, bavaria you can see very weird old solar systems in the installed in the early 80s huh? They are still there, they are working. Yeah? So we bought it, we installed it, then we began producing more than what we consume. Therefore, we thought of selling power to Kenya Power because it's the only off-taker, isn't it? Now what happens? In order to do that, you need to go to ERC and get a license because Strathmore is a, is a university. Huh? It's not an independent power producer. So we applied to become an IPP. We got the uh, uh, successful application. So we got a license to generate power. Then now we went to Kenya Power, say, we are going to sell power to you. We signed a PPA, 20 years uh, PPA, and we are allowed to sell them power at 12 cents of a dollar per, per kilowatt hour. Yeah. So um, we signed this PPA in October 2015, and it is valid up to October or say September 2035, 20 years. Uh, so we had to make an investment in good metering because they have a very stringent uh, standard for metering. We had to make the metering at uh, 11,000 volts level, not in 415 any longer. Uh, so it costs a bit more, but there is better accuracy. So then, then that's the thing. And now, now we have finished the thing and we moved it, uh, from being commercial one to commercial two, uh, such that now they bill us at 11,000 volts. Yeah, and we are considered like large consumers. Huh? Yeah. So it is a is a, a wonderful feeling, you know, to sell power to Kenya Power. Yeah, and how much do you generate per day? Uh, it varies uh, throughout the year. Like for instance, the the months of November, December, January, February are the the months we, we we generate more because there is sun. It's summer and the sun is there from six in the morning up to seven in the night. So around 90,000 units per month, 90,000 units, which is about 3,000 units per day. But then it can go as low as 55,000 units in June, July, August there, you know. 
because those are the days in which you don't have the sun, you know, it's, yeah. But in total, uh, it's it, 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 a good yielding and uh, uh, we are not complaining, yes. Okay, okay. And, and so how much do you sell, uh, especially now during um, summer and winter? You see what happens, we, we dispatch, whatever we don't use, we dispatch. And the average could be something like, a, a, let me see, a, a quarter, a quarter or 30% of what we produce. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the good things that we sell during the day. Now at night, because this thing is grid tie, is connected to the grid, at night, uh, automatically I now begin, when the sun is going, I begin now getting more from the utility, you see. But my load is such that uh, by 8.30, all my students are home. I close my thing and then I have only the base load for security, you know, the computers and stuff like that. Yeah, so I sell more during the day than what I buy during the night, which then qualifies me to be a zero carbon footprint. I pro all my power is produced by the sun, as exactly. it were. Exactly. Yeah. What you do say is your consumption at Strapon? It's about 120,000 units per month, more or less, yes. Yes, Assumption. yes. Mm -hmm. So we, we produce a nine, tier eight, etc. And the balance we buy. Apart from being carbon neutral, what else was the main driving force for their investment? The main driving force was finance. And it was what made me to convince the council, the university council, to go for this investment. Financial. You, and when you have like this uh, Sandref uh, option, it is so, so easy to show the accountant that you see, you are going from renting to leasing. So there is, a, 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 in the horizon, there is like $6 million for you huh, in this business. So they accept. But then I can tell you that it's, I profit very much with this thing, not only, not financially. My main profiting with this thing is marketing. You don't know how nice it is to be a zero carbon footprint university, to have green buildings in our, uh, in our phase two there, to be able to use this system as a, a, a live laboratory to train uh, engineers from Kenya Power, you know? So uh, it, 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 is, it is charming, eh? it is trendy, it is nice to be green. And uh, like, for instance, before leaving the previous secretary of United Nations, Hawking, uh, uh, who used to be here, he created the so-called Kigum, Kenya uh, Green University Network. And of course, we are the, uh, yeah, the, like the darling of the, we are a member, but like a, a member that people keep trying to uh, imitate and stuff, yeah. So all those things, um, have a, uh, a value which is very difficult to monetize, but I know it's good for me, yeah. We train people here in energy auditing, but then we sell, tell them, go now to ERC and get yourself a license. So that is a way of creating an industry. One of the limitations of solar in Africa is precisely 
a lack of capacity building. There is no body who would be able to bring you good quality products, make a superb installation and leave your grandmother with a, a solar system that will last for 20 years. Huh? They are not there. So we are training people. Huh? We use in our Stratmo Energy Research Center here. Apart from lighting, what else do you use solar for? Everything. Lifts. The fry fries in the kitchen, everything is we are use. I use the, the solar. Everything. Yes, mm-hmm. there is no fridges, the deep fridges. That means since you sell to Kenya Power, you do not have to invest in storage, right? There is no storage. Why I don't do storage? Because if I were in Mara, in that lodge, I have no option. I have to have storage because my, my guests want to have hot shower at night, nine in the night wants to keep watching television until midnight and I can't tell them going to la, la, la Salama, you see? No. So I have to put batteries, which are improving, you know, with these guys of Tesla doing good research and the e-vehicles and stuff. We are getting cheaper batteries and more long-lasting batteries. And in Mara, we put a system there. During the day, there is the solar, but then also it's charging the batteries. At night, an inverter convert the battery into AC and they use the power. We are in, they are enjoying. And we stop the generator. Huh? Kilaguni, Sweetwaters, Mara. Those three, we have put the system there. Solar, yeah. Your advice and final word in achieving energy efficiency in Africa. What I have to tell you is the following. People in general in Africa do not believe in solar. They think that solar is only for the power in your calculator, your watch. But Germany has 20, no, 40 gigawatt of installed capacity solar. The whole installed capacity for Kenya is 2 giga. Which means that, of course I'm simplifying matters, but in principle, Germany has installed this, enough installed solar to power Kenya, the whole country, 20 times. So, solar is good power, you see? The only issue is obvious that is, 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 during the night, it won't be there. So you will have to uh, juggle it together with the geothermal, which is 24-7, hydro also, and in fact, hydro and solar work so well together. There is no enough water. Okay, close the turbines. Let the sun sort you out from 6.30 in the morning up to 6 in the evening. One, when the sun goes, you open the, ga- the, the, the flood li- floodgates and then you get power from hydro. Wind is stronger at night. So, you know, it is a nice way of uh, playing purely renewable geothermal. Like us, we are lucky. We have geothermal, we have hydro. We also have good wind, like this 310 mega in Turkana. It's a blessing. It is almost like firm power, you know. The speed is constantly 6 meters per second and then kind of almost 24-7. So it's a beautiful thing. So, uh, I do believe it is possible to go absolutely renewable and then get uh, to meet the targets for industry and stuff, yeah. So, I'm an optimist guy. I think the life is like this, you see. 
here 17 billion years ago hmm? until 1880 when he, they discovered the electric motor and the internal combustion engine began using diesel and uh, heavy fuel oil uh, and then it powered the uh, uh, industry and we began consuming a lot huh? but then around here 2100 maximum the era of oil will end this is the era of the sun and of the wind that's it forever there will be no justification to take petrol from the earth because it doesn't make financial sense. I can produce power using these two ones here much cheaper than with the, with the diesel. So what is justification to, to, to dig, to bring out, to purify, you know, refine and then sell? will not be there and even uh, on these two here you add the biomass which is we keep eating isn't it so there is a maize cobs uh, there is uh, rice husks cough rusks sawdust everything so all those things become source of energy sugarcane bagasse all those things become a recurrent source of energy so when you use that, even the trees, they grow, they grow, they grow. So you don't cut trees, you just trim them. Huh? And then you throw them into the fire furnace, you get power. It is happening right now in Norway, in Sweden, in Finland. And yet our trees grow 10 times faster than those cold weather there. So fear not. We should be sure of a renewable energy future. Yes which can cater for all our needs. And besides, technology is being such that I'm using much less power here. You see, this fluorescent tube is very efficient. It's the one they use in the aircrafts. Huh? Thin like this, yes. And it is not yet the top. When I, couple of, say, two years time, I do the lumping, I will change it all and put LEDs, which is more economical and can last for like 10 times this one. Mm -hmm. So we are becoming smarter. Huh? And the way we can like cook can be using less energy. Perhaps we'll be using all the electricity, you know, microwave oven to heat the thing and blah, blah, solar water heating, blah, blah. That was Professor Da Silva, the Deputy Vice Chancellor, Research and Innovation at Strathmore University on a solar energy system powering the university and selling surplus to the national grid. Next week, we are heading to coastal Kenya and we will be exploring innovations geared towards protecting the ocean ecosystem and livelihoods. Remember, this podcast is available from any channel you access your other podcasts from and on our website, africaclimateconversations.org. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for other updates. We just not only produce podcasts, but we also do articles and photographs as well. Write to us through info at africaclimateconversations.com on your feedback or tell us more about an innovation you are implementing. Until next week, do have yourself a safe and productive week ahead.